Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you're interested in seeing how the journaling that we mentioned in the podcast works, check out our website at familybiblejourney.com or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. When you see the logo, you found our page and you will see lots of posts that we update regularly from the podcast Journal Bible. Thanks for listening. This is Episode 3, Season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 15. The title of today's podcast is, It Was Always Jesus. Since this is one of our shorter New Testament readings, we're going to go ahead and read the entire passage for today from Matthew chapter 2, beginning verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Our reading for today. So our chapter begins with the visit of the wise men. In these ancient magi were faithful Old Testament saints who had waited hundreds of years to see the fulfillment of the prophecies that God had sent that he would give a king who would save his people Israel. Now I believe that these particular magi go back to the time of Daniel and that these men are known throughout ancient literature as being very wise. They collected lots of documents. You think about how important data is today. These were the data people of the ancient times and they didn't just have a lot of data and having all sorts of documents. They were men who studied and thought very seriously about many things. And there were some who were undoubtedly touched by the promises of the God of Israel that he was going to send a king to save his people. And so I'm going to count these magi as Old Testament saints, faithful men of the Old Testament faith, the Hebrew faith, who had waited hundreds of years to see God fulfill this particular promise that he was going to send a king for his people, Israel. And so when they saw the star that they were waiting upon, the star that was going to announce the birth of the Messiah, the Savior, this promised King of Israel, they began a journey that was many hundreds of miles. And if you take a look at various places where these men may have come from, maybe they came from the region of ancient Babylon. Maybe they came from the land of Persia. If, if it is true that they did come from the ancient land of Persia, 
and that they were still headquartered in the ancient city of Susa, then these men may have actually traveled as many as a thousand miles to see and to greet the birth of this savior king that they had waited generations to meet and to greet. These were men of renown who knew what was going on. These were men who were trusted advisors to many of the kingdoms, the most powerful kingdoms of antiquity. And so when these men appeared in the court of King Herod, who was then ruling as the king of the Jews by the blessing of the Roman authorities who were caretakers of the land at this time. Well, King Herod, he was quite upset. He was upset because these men were business. These men knew what they were talking about. These men had noticed that there had been a king born for Israel that he had no knowledge of. And this King Herod, by the way, he was one of the most insecure rulers of antiquity. He was ruthless. He had killed one of his wives, two of his own sons, and many members of his own family because he felt that they were somehow threatening him. This is the same guy who had many fortresses built for his protection. Herodian, just outside of modern-day Bethlehem. The great fort of Masada, which stands in the Valley of the Dead Sea, that is a literal mountaintop palace that was designed to withhold a siege or withstand a siege for years if necessary because he knew that there were people out to get him. And they were out to get him for good reason because this guy was ruthless. He was evil and he would do anything he could to try to stay in power. And so when these magi come telling him that this savior king had been born, he was really concerned because this was a legitimate threat to him and to his throne. And so we are told that King Herod summoned the scribes and that they found the prophecy from Micah chapter 5 verse 2 that the Savior would be born in Bethlehem and he encouraged the Magi to go and greet this newborn king and to come back and to tell him where he was because he too wanted to go and worship him. There is of course nothing further from the truth. Herod wasn't interested in worshiping anyone other than himself and so all he wanted to do was gather more intelligence. He wanted to get more intel, more insight from these wise men so that he could go and do away with this threat to his throne. And the Magi go in faith, trusting in these promises that God had given them in those Old Testament scriptures, passages that they had held on to for many hundreds of years. And when they arrived in Bethlehem and they find the child, his mother, and Joseph there in the town of Bethlehem, we are told that they worshiped, that they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy because they saw in this infant child the fulfillment of God's promises to love and to save even them, even though they were not of the line of Israel. And as we continue our walk through this story, this telling of the Christmas story according to Matthew, and we recognize that his is the Hebrew gospel, that his is the first gospel, we, it feels as if Matthew can't even get a, a sentence out of his pen without citing an Old Testament prophecy or two about this Savior who was going to be born as he is retelling the story of the Magi and their visit to this blessed young family. And all of these references are reminding us that it was always about Jesus. That everything that these men had pinned their lives and their hopes on for, for hundreds of years, for many generations of these magi had never seen the fulfillment of this promise. These magi get to see the fulfillment of the promise in this blessed son of the Most High. And they rejoiced and they worshiped because they knew that they were loved. They knew that God had kept his promises. They knew that they were among the most blessed people ever to live because they were the ones who got to greet the birth of the Savior, even though the people of Israel, the king of Israel, at least the one who, who sat on the throne of Israel at the time in Herod, they had missed it. They had lost hope. They had, had lost the promises. They had lost the sight of what God had promised to do for them. But these wise men, they got it and they loved and they cherished this moment. And we're told that they brought wonderful gifts, gifts of frankincense, gold, 
in myrrh. And two of these gifts, gold and frankincense, are actually mentioned by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6. As the prophet Isaiah was also allowed to see the birth of the Savior in a, in a vision that God had granted him to see maybe even this meeting before it happened, hundreds of years before it had happened. He told the people of Israel that there would be wise men who would come from the east, that they would bring camels and they would bring gifts of gold and frankincense. And so these men are a part of the story. And, and I have to wonder if they, having collected many of the Hebrew scriptures, saw themselves as the fulfillment of this specific prophecy from Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6. Because if that was the case, could you imagine how wonderful it would have been to know that you were a part that was mentioned by God hundreds of years ago, six, seven hundred years before the events had even happened? That you were fulfilling your part in the story of God's love for humanity? You know, if those men did have to travel a thousand miles or more to go and greet the birth of the Savior, it would have undoubtedly taken them many months, if not years, to traverse that long distance. And it wasn't an easy journey. It was an ancient caravan route they would have taken that was very dangerous. And we don't hear anything of any guards or any sort of protection that these men took with themselves. But maybe that's because they knew that God was going to protect them. Maybe it's because they knew that God was going to prosper their journey. And I wonder what we would do, what journeys we would embark upon if we had absolute trust in God's promise and his plan for us as these wise men most certainly did. And so these wise men are a wonderful encouragement to us. They challenge us for those times that we aren't as trusting as they were. And even though none of us has had to make the journey or take the risks that these men had to take personal risks of their own safety and risks to their own property to celebrate the birth of the Savior, we can rejoice right along with them that Jesus is the answer to all of God's promises. As St. Paul says, all of our prayers find their yes in him. These men are living testimonies that it has always been about Jesus. Always has been, always is, and always will be because he is the fulfillment of God's promises to us. And so these men, we are told, they depart to their country by another way because an angel had warned them in a vision not to go back to King Herod. And the Holy Family is also encouraged to get out of Dodge. Joseph has to take Mary and Jesus down to Egypt, which is the fulfillment of another prophecy from Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, where God said that he would call his son out of Egypt. And so even though Jesus is not yet able to make any decisions for himself, even though he is unable to choose his own path or his own way, we see that in this story, God is fulfilling his plans for his son, even though Jesus at this point in time is completely reliant and dependent upon his parents for their care and their sustenance. Because God has got it all worked out from before the beginning of time. And so we join with Mary and Joseph, who are thanking and praising God for the blessing of their son. We join with a wise man who had traveled hundreds, if not a thousand miles, to greet the birth of their Savior. And we celebrate the love of God that finds its fulfillment for us in Christ Jesus. If you appreciate this podcast as a part of your daily routine and would like to become a monthly sponsor so that others are blessed as you are by the podcast, Go to FamilyBibleJourney.com to learn more. Sponsorships are tax-deductible and cover our operating expenses like hosting and the services that make this podcast work. Our blessing for today. May you rejoice exceedingly with great joy, knowing that Jesus was born to fulfill all God's promises to you, both now and forever. Amen.